Welcome to the Manly Things Podcast. This is Andrew Ross. And this is Justin Bush. Thanks for tuning in to episode three. Yes, episode three. I can't believe this is our third episode. Now, we were supposed to do it a couple of days ago, but weather kind of made us not do it a couple of days ago. Yep, things changed. Things changed. We were just supposed to do a few things a couple of days ago, but that daggone snow, man. Yeah, we got we got a lot of snow. Um this last weekend we got hit with a, a storm and uh, you know what's funny is we were gone all day saturday so sam's parents had to come into town to watch judah and the new puppy and um while we were there they were freaking out about the snowstorm i had no idea it was supposed to snow yeah, so we we ran back so that way they could drive all the way back to kentucky that night to be safe and then sure enough it started snowing here that night and i think it snowed from like 1 a.m till saturday night into early monday morning like it was non-stop snow yeah there was like no snow when i went to bed saturday mm -hmm. you know because i go to bed early like an old man and then wake up sunday i'm like ah no so you know i put on the clothes go out to hand shovel my driveway <laughs> for the first time your driveway that's a hill by the way yeah the hill about 30 yard hill yes and it's it's pretty steep in one spot and it's gravel as well, so that makes it a little interesting. Yeah, it was not fun the first time. The first time. The second time, it was really not fun because the next day I woke up, Monday morning, and had just as much snow as we did the first day, mm -hmm. but it was heavier. Yes, the, and the roads or were I was even more worse. tired, one or the other. I don't know which one it was, but... And I, I really think, you know, like the roads were even worse that Monday morning, it seemed as well like it seemed like everything got cleared we were fine and then monday morning we wake up and it was worse schools were closed you know my wife is a teacher so she didn't go to school and have to work but yeah it wasn't it wasn't fun at all man yeah we stayed home and then wake up this morning this tuesday morning to another like inch and a half two inches that i have to get off my driveway otherwise it turns to ice so three days in a row shoveling snow man and you know it's funny because we both are from kentucky and we lived in Eastern Kentucky, a place called Ashland, Kentucky. Shout out Ashland, Kentucky, area code 606, baby. Tri-state of Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky. Uh, heart of steel, town, Kentucky, USA right there. Not anymore, rest in peace. Anyways, we came from Ashland, Kentucky, living there. I'm a, a pastor, and we always said, hey, if we ever leave here, we want to go south. Like we just want to be somewhere where it's warm. We don't want to deal with the snow. And when, you know how the joke goes, every time we make plans, God sometimes laughs at our plans. And now we ended up here. And uh, uh, last night it was snowing again last night. And Sam's like, did we move to the Arctic, Arctic tundra? Oh, I was like, welcome to Alaska, I guess. No, you just got God's country now. <laughs> you just got God's country. Yeah, because where we live, we barely got anything, man. Like three years we lived in Ashland, it was combined three years maybe got six inches of snow i came from like the northern kentucky cincinnati area and we'd get one or two good systems a year but here it's just like it's just flat up here so nothing stops any kind of system from hitting us yeah but you know what it's okay it's all good i'm hoping i don't have to shovel anymore for at least a few days <laughs> but one thing i wanted to talk to you about you know this banter that we're doing or whatever now she's like you need to do something called a truth, truth, or I'm just messing. I said, you mean like two truths and a lie? She's like, no, I don't think you should say lie on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean I don't need to say lie on the podcast? And she's like, 
well, it just doesn't sound good. I'm like, oh, but it sounds better to do exactly the same thing. Tell a lie and just call it. I'm just messing. And she's like, no, yeah, it sounds better. She's like, I'm a wordsmith. (laughs) That's why you were saying that tonight in small group. (laughs) So tonight we're in small group and my wife would say something and she'd she'd use this phrase or whatever and be like, all right, Mrs. Wordsmith. Isn't that what rappers call themselves? Wordsmiths? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she has a mom. My my mom. (laughs) My mom too. My mom's a really good rapper as well as my wife. Oh, man, I'm a wordsmith. So I was wondering why he kept saying, go ahead, wordsmith, and should give you a look. I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah, last night. I was just dying. So what was it? Something in messing? Truth, and I'm messing. <laughs> Truth, so I'm, I'm supposed to say something about myself, yeah. and you're supposed to say, oh, that's true, or no, you're just messing <laughs> just, with just me. Messing. And we're supposed to go back and forth. I'm like... I don't know. We'll talk about it. I was like, but I'm definitely talking about this tomorrow yeah. night when you say words. <laughs> well, um, in two weeks when we do our podcast again, you let me know how the couch felt after she listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. No, oh. she'll think she'll think it's endearing. I find her so endearing. Endearing. She's a wordsmith, man. She's a wordsmith. Well, just a little update. Last podcast, we talked about the puppy. So we, when we had the puppy, I think it was two days at that time. Yeah. Um, doing better. Um, just not fun with the snow, right? You know, doesn't like going out in the snow. He likes playing in the snow, just going potty in the snow. It's not great. But one thing now that we're having trouble with, you know, we have a two-year-old son, Judah, is learning how to hold and play with the puppy. Because well, <laughs> the other day, we, uh, we hear Hank make a noise and we go in and Judah likes to pick up Hank, right? Like, and likes to hold him. Well, he literally had Hank up off the ground holding Hank by his head. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we had the discussion of how we hold dogs and how we do separate things. But it's become a real love-hate relationship where Judah really wants to play with Hank and we'll go over and start, and like, Hank's wanting to sleep. And so Judah will start, like, playing with him and smacking him around. And so then the puppy thinks, okay, gets up and now starts biting Judah. And so then Judah's screaming. And so then we pull Hank off and then Judah goes right back at it. So right now we're in a phase of Judah and the dog, one, trying to survive each other. Dude, I'm <laughs> glad that's you and not me. I would just be like, I'd just get so frustrated with both of them probably. Like, listen, like literally he'll go over and smack Hank and Hank will like come over thinking he's wanting to play and jump up on him. And he just starts screaming like, no, Hank, don't bite me. I'm like, I'm like, Judah. You, you hit that dog again. If he starts biting again, I'm not gonna let. I'm not I'm not gonna take him off of you. And he'll go over, and sure enough, he'll smack him. And I'll tell you, you know, I was home today with them. Sam was home with them yesterday with them, and it's not fun. <laughs> well, they're going to be best friends, though. I mean, right now it's funny, probably a little annoying at times, but give it a little time, and they're just going to be inseparable. <laughs> yeah, that's so. if uh, um, Judy doesn't kill the dog before he's old enough. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one call animal rights on us. We're we are protecting the dog, don't worry. Yeah, the dog is just fine. He's just, just fine. fine. So what's new in your life, Justin? New in my life. Well, Clarissa and I are expecting baby number three yes, sir. in June. And we just found out a week or two ago that we will be a family of all boys. <laughs> all boys. And tell us. Tell us a little bit about how you feel about that. 
If I'm being honest. Yes. If I'm being honest. Hey, we are honest in this podcast. Don't yeah. do a messing with us right now. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to mess with you. <laughs> I'm not going to get a messing from this word. Smith. All right. All right. <laughs> so, honestly, I was pretty disappointed. At first, initial disappointment. I wanted to have a girl so bad. I just wanted to have the experience to be able to raise to raise both. Raise a boy, raise a girl, see what that's like. And it hit me pretty hard. I had a tough, like, two hours, three yeah. hours maybe. Yeah. And uh, But it, all in all, it's okay. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy about it. I wasn't not happy that we're having a boy. I was just disappointed that it wasn't a girl. Yeah. Which this kind of sounds weird to say. And some people are like, well, you're going to love him. Well, yeah, no kidding. I know that. But, like, in the moment, I had a moment of disappointment. And that's okay. It's okay to have that. And uh, sure enough, I texted you the next day asking if you started a savings account for your future grocery bill, having three boys. Yeah, we're going to be probably Costco, yes. Sam's Club. The the big value size bag of pizza rolls. Get the deep freezer stocked up. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. So, well, congratulations. Thank you. Three boys. That's going to be awesome. Um you know, it's always a blessing adding another one. Yeah, we'll yeah. be having to do some cooking for three boys. There you go. There you go. Is there anything else that you want to share? Share that's going on in your life before we go to our next segment. Okay, so there's a few little things. All I right. don't know if you're thinking about something that you're that I should be saying, or if you're just openly asking me. I'm openly asking. All right, you. so openly asking, I'll give you an open answer. All right. Saturday night, I had a friend come over, my buddy Frosty. And his wife, Kristen. Uh, Kristen actually did our logo for us. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, awesome. We really appreciate that. So check her out. All right. <laughs> don't just don't check her out. I was waiting to see what like don't does she have a out. business they're checking Fro out. Frosty might kill you. <laughs> don't just check her out. But no, she does great artwork uh, on the computer and also, um, I don't know what the other kind of art like painting, drawing. Yes. If you want art commissioned talent. or a logo commissioned or something like that, then go check her out for that. <laughs> yeah, then you can check out. <laughs> so anyway, they came over and, and we're talking and I'm letting them know, uh, you know, my, my buddy Frosty, he's a goals type of person. He's, you know, this Greek God looking, looking chiseled man. And he's a, he's a hard worker and, and gets the gym thing going. And, um, He's, he's just one of those guys that's very motivated. And so we were having the discussion. I just let him know about my 66-day uh, challenge to read my Bible every day. And, you know, all good with that and talking about it. And they said, well, what else should you, What else, what's your next thing? I'm like, well, it probably needs to be something fitness related. <laughs> and so. And his ears perked up. They're all, my wife says, okay, well now, here you go. You just said it. Tonight, in front of all these people, that your next goal is going to be something fitness related, and you have to say it on the podcast because it's going to keep you accountable. There you go. So here I am making the announcement 20 minutes, 20 minutes every day, I will do some sort of physical activity for 66 days. Does that physical activity include cooking? No, it does not. <laughs> However, we're going to be doing a lot of that. We're going to be doing a lot of cooking. Now, you said there was a couple things. Is there something else or is that everything you're wanting to share, man? 
That's probably the only thing when I said a couple things. When I say a couple things, it really might just mean four. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. And you know what? That's why I don't uh, challenge myself on things are being recorded because that way people can't hold it over me. <laughs> Although I know I should probably be doing 20 minutes of physical exercise. Just wait. Just wait. Harley will get it out of you. Oh, my gosh. Harley's one of our friends that's... Here at church, in our small group, Harley Philly, all he will be on this pod- podcast, all right? Awesome guy. Loves running. And two years ago when I moved here, the first thing he said to me was, hey, do you like to run? And I literally looked at myself and kind of laughed, <laughs> thinking it was a joke. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but he's been trying to get me to run. And he said it was his goal to come on the podcast and like make me commit to run with him. So <laughs> We even joked, Andrew's like, this isn't a let's make Andrew better podcast. <laughs> I was like, did you get, did Sam put you guys up to this? Are you guys like, is this all a big coup to get me to do some physical exercise in my life? Oh man, that's funny. Oh. Can't wait for that. Yes. Anyway, tonight, what we wanted to talk about in the Manly Things segment of the podcast. Manly Things segment. And, you know, we were supposed to do something Sunday night. Yep. Ended up not getting to with, with all the weather. But what we are going to be talking about tonight is something that we hold dear and true to ourselves is barbecue. Good old barbecue. I'll tell you, if there's one food that I could have for the rest of my life, barbecue would probably be it. Um, I can't go out and eat barbecue a lot because it's expensive, but I know why it's expensive because it takes love, it takes time, and it takes expensive equipment to do. But, man, I love doing it, man. Yeah, we're going to be getting into it. Um, Andrew and I are going to be doing more and more. I just put down my little investment on a on a nice little Weber kettle. That's Woo! going to be what I start out with to, to tinker and learn the ways of the barbecue masters. Well, here, I'll say this on the podcast so that way I can make it come true as well that I've been saving so that this spring I could buy a really nice smoker, whether a... I'm still trying to decide whether... So I used to do barbecue back in the day. Wait, time out though. So we don't say things on the podcast because it's going to keep us to be held accountable to something unless it's buying barbecue equipment. That's right. That's right. That's for me. That's for me. So I have been saving and I was like, we just bought a house. We moved in in September. And so I was like, I'm not going to get it in the wintertime because I don't want to do anything in the wintertime. I'll wait till spring. You know, our backyard's set up to kind of hang out. We got a pool and deck and a pool house back there. And so I was like, now I need to get back into smoking some meat. So back when I was in college, me and I was living with my grandparents. I got one of those vertical cabinet style charcoal smokers. Mm -hmm. Loved it. But now the big thing is pellet grills. And, um, you know, with the Pit Boss, Traeger, Camp Chef, Rec Tech, and all those big brands. And everyone's just screaming pellet grills. And so now I'm at a loss of, well, where do I go? Do I go with the charcoal or do I go with a pellet grill? Now, I know some people would say, no, you need a stick burner. And that's just something I probably, you know, I don't want to be looking for wood. I can get charcoal and pellets in a store pretty readily available to me. Yeah. And you don't have to manage a fire all day. I don't know. If you really know what you're doing, I'm sure there's experts that, you know, are, are very good, talented, for us, just getting into it, getting back into it for you. We don't have a ton of time. 
So, you know, I think that's where the pellet grill does come into play, man. It does. I mean, there that's the thing, because when we had the, the charcoal smoker, it wasn't a super fancy, expensive one. So maintaining temp on it was, wasn't fun. If it went low, you know, throw more charcoal in, especially on those long cooks, man. You go out there and you just maintain it where pellet grill, I mean, that's one of the biggest pros is set it and forget it. Close the lid. Doesn't matter if it's 20 pound, 20 pound brisket, set it on there the night before, you're good, man. It's going to go as long as that hopper's full of pellets, you're good. Yeah, yeah. I And I definitely see the advantage to that. A lot of people cook some smoke, cook, bake, do anything on them, mm-hmm. really. But they turn out some terrific food. But for me, you know, I'm pretty impressed with, I've done lit probably five or six fires some coal fires whatnot in the kettle just to experiment and see you know can i hold temp how's that look and i've been able to hold a pretty good temp for smoking that like 250 uh, for for at least hour two hours i know i was just experimenting i wasn't trying to do like an eight hour 12 hour you know pork mm-hmm. butt or anything but just uh experiment and tinkering around um I'm pretty impressed. I think I think I'll be able to turn out some good BBQ, buddy. Well, the thing is, I mean, you, you got a Weber, and that's one of the biggest things is you got a good brand. Weber is a, a good, reputable brand. And the thing is, though, I keep going back to the charcoal because there is just something about that that ritual of I'm actually putting effort into this. Whereas, like a pellet grill, I mean, you know, almost any guy can get their their seasoning, put it on there, and just you know, there's not a whole lot to it. You say with a brisket at 160, pull it, wrap it, 205, pull it, put it in a cooler for a couple hours, boom. Doesn't really take a whole lot of effort. Where me, I do kind of like that, like maintaining the fire, yeah. uh, the, the taste of different woods and the charcoals, which with the pellets, you can get that too. You know, you can switch up your pellet woods and get that difference. But for me, I, I'm, I'm almost still swayed towards the charcoal just to have that kind of the ritual of it, lighting the coals, maintaining the fire. But I say that, but it's as soon manly. as it's manly, <laughs> it's manly, but as soon as like I do it and I put that on at night and at 3 a.m. an alarm goes off because the temperature is going down, then I'll be like, I wish I got a pellet grill. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, get so. outside and go fix that smoker. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to ever happen. <laughs> that would never happen. Oh man. But man, I'll tell you barbecue. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love it, and I didn't do it a whole lot, but the, the, here's a few recipes we did a lot of. The first thing we ever, well, actually, no, I can't tell you the first thing. So the, when we first bought this smoker, it was late at night when we finally got it all put together. And like, we got to do something on it, but it was like 11 o'clock at night. We put hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. We're just like, we just we just want to do something with this. Just, you know, so light the coals, put some wood in there. Yeah. And do hot dogs or something like that. But uh, the first actual cook we did was bacon-wrapped chicken breast. And we did them at 225. I can't remember how long we did it. Obviously, till 160 uh, internal temp. Yeah, 165. <laughs> One, yeah, 165 uh, internal temp. And, man... Those things were absolutely delicious, and we tried. We did when we stepped our game up. We did pork butts. We did ribs. Ribs was one of my favorite things. We kind of perfected the method of ribs, the three-two-one method. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't know what the three-two-one method is, it's you put the ribs on at around two twenty-five to two fifty, 
first three hours, just let it ride. After three hours, you pull it, wrap it, and here's where you can get creative with the ribs too. And this is where you can get creative no matter what kind of smoker you use. You know, I think we usually put some brown sugar and butter and some apple cider vinegar and wrapped it up in that uh, aluminum foil two hours and then the last hour unwrap it and baste it with barbecue sauce it was delicious there you go man that sounds good i'm gonna have to try some of that so justin tell 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 the people what we were supposed to do sunday night which we are going to still do here soon yeah we were supposed to do a big old wing cook Wang. Wang. Chicken wang. Chicken wang. I <laughs> see right now I got a two-year-old son, so chicken wing, all I think of is that song. Have you heard that song, the TikTok song? The chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna, chicken and macaroni. No. <laughs> okay, so that's all I hear anymore. Is <laughs> no, <it? laughs> I have no idea what you're doing, but I really enjoyed that. Could you do it again? No, I can't. No, <laughs> no I can't. Not if I'm not going to get TikTok famous, which oh. just saying the word TikTok is not manly. <laughs> yeah, man card. <laughs> but no, we um, we're wanting to really get into the wing thing and see how that works. Now, the key to that is I bought this little accessory for the Weber. Call it a vortex. 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 The, remember that Nerf football, the vortex? Yeah, whistle. John Elway. Oh, dude. Yeah, I love that thing. Okay, anyway. Simpler times. <laughs> so anyway, get this vortex. You put it cold, put it right in the center of your grill, dump it with coal, uh, light it, let it get going, leave it wide open. And that thing will get so hot. You'll get up to, first time I ran it, just dry run to see how it worked, if it would get up to the temp, especially in this cold weather, to mm -hmm. see uh, what it would do. Uh, it was up over 600 degrees in that grill. <laughs> so you cook around it. You don't cook directly over it. You right. could sear on it. Yeah, well, that's a you, good steak searing to. temperature. But, um, but to do your normal wing cook, you cook around the vortex. Mm -hmm. And so I actually did a few test wings just to not fully experiment when we do it. Right. Because I don't want us to have a bunch of junk. So when uh, Frosty... And Kristen were over. I did a little test run on the kettle. Um, I didn't cook them quite as long as I would um, if it was you and I right. doing it. Because I was pressed for time, trying to be a good host and oh. serve serve at a timely manner. And See, I was behind. Well, that's the thing. Like when we were even doing barbecue, it's hard to do that, right? Because um, there'd be times where we'd put a pork butt on. And then people come over and you're like, it's not ready yet. They're like, but we're ready. Like, no, like the thing is like barbecue, it's like you eat when it's ready. Yep. Right? Yep. Because you never yep. know. I mean, like some pork butts take longer. Some go a lot faster. Same with brisket. You just, it's it's not a, a timed out thing. Um, so yeah, that's one thing about barbecue. It's not an accurate. It's forcing us. Barbecue is forcing us. To be more go with the flow. To slow to, down. To slow down. Yes. Live in simpler times. Be a simple kind of man. Right. And that's what that's what I kind of like about the whole charcoal thing. You put the fire in. You know you're in for the long haul. You put the wood in. And we would sit out, you know, in the back. And we, we would watch it. It was just simpler times. Yeah. And I really enjoy that part about it. Um, I like sitting 
Waiting. I like sitting too. I like sitting. <laughs> Especially like when waiting for chicken wings. <laughs> Check out our physiques. We like sitting. Okay. So we'll talk more about the wings when we actually do it. Yep. But real quick, wing or no, drum or flat? Flat. Absolutely. Flat. All flats day. all the way, man. Or day. Or day. I don't, and I, I say flats is because the meat in it's just so much better, where the drum it just gets those little. I don't know. It's got that gristle stuff usually on the ends. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not crazy about them. It's it's the flat for me yeah. all the way. If I could get flats everywhere, it'd be great. And so just real quick, funny story. Uh, when we were planning this thing for Sunday night, um, we knew it was going to be either raining or snowing. At the time, it just looked like it was going to be raining. And so you suggested, well, let's just put it in the garage, right? We'll just cook in the garage. And it reminded me of this story that my uncle told me one time. He's a firefighter. Here close to us, actually. And uh, he told me one time they got a call for a guy who was passed out in their bathroom. And um, he said they, they got to the house and the garage door was open and there was just a Weber kettle sitting there with the charcoals lit. They go inside and there's a guy laying in the bathtub holding a beer with blood just rushing down his head. And he said, hey, I didn't spill my beer. And he said he was cooking there in his garage. And so when you were telling me this story that or the plan that we were going to cook in the garage, all I could think of is, we're going to both die. <laughs> we're both going to pass out. And then thankfully, I have the story from my Uncle Jeremy, or else I'd be like, let's do it. Yeah, so Andrew's like, uh, we'll need to keep the garage door open. I'm like, well, thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I was like, yeah. sure, uh, we, that would have been us. That would have been our story. We would have been No, both... we would have lifted the garage door. There's <laughs> way too much smoke. Carbon monoxide. Back there, man. <laughs> There's way too much smoke going Oh, but we're excited about it. But real quick, tell me, where's the best place that you've gotten barbecue at? Okay, so... And I hit you out of nowhere here. Yeah, you definitely did. The name of the place, I cannot tell you right now. It was, though, though, it was in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So the company I work for, we have a plant near Kansas City. I was out visiting... And we let them know, say, hey, we want to get some good barbecue. What's the one place we need to go? And they gave us like three or four that were like, you know, famous in Kansas City. And we went to one of them. For the life of me, I can't tell you what it is right now. Yes. Um, But it was delicious. They're actually famous for their burnt ends. Oh, yeah. So uh, myself, a co-worker, and then the plant manager for the plant that I was working in, uh, we all smashed some burn-ins and uh, some ribs and some pulled pork. I mean, we got we tested all the waters out there when it came to barbecue. It was great. Um, my the best place, the best barbecue I've ever eaten. So down in Kentucky, every um, fall there's this thing called Wool Festival, and um, basically it was back in the day when they would shear the sheep. They'd all get together and do this, and all of a sudden it turned into a festival. But nowadays it's like bluegrass. <laughs> Only in Kentucky. <laughs> you turn shearing sheep into a festival. But nowadays it's literally like you go and there's bluegrass bands. There's people making like homemade ciders. There's blacksmiths there. There's tons of arts and crafts and different like things that people are doing. And you're just laughing at me right now. <laughs> Y'all want to come share some sheep? <laughs> That's you need some barbecue. It is kind of funny that all these people get together to shear some sheep, and it became a huge festival. But, man, the food was unbelievable. 
So in the morning, I, I, I every year I do the same thing. I go to this place, and there's this guy who just it literally he sold. It was called a big old mess of taters and onions. That's what it was called. You get the big old mess of taters and onions, and there's this huge skillet with a massive fire on it, and it's got just full of onions and potatoes, and there's oil, and he just gives you this big old massive thing. It started the day out perfect. Then. There was a there was a these guys that came and did barbecue every single year, and I still say to this day I've not had brisket as good as these guys have made. I can't tell you what their names are. I, they just would be there with their pit, with a little countertop, and you go up and tell them what you want. They hand you the sandwich, and I could literally eat three or four of them. Like it was the most amazing thing. So if you're ever down in Falmouth, Kentucky during the fall. Find the wool fest, get yourself a big old mess of taters and onions, and get yourself some brisket, all right? Take yourself some sheep shears. And that's right, that's right, that's right, man. Make yourself a nice coat out of the wool. Well, is there anything else you want to talk to our listeners about barbecue? We got a lot, uh, We're this is just the start. We are both, get, I'm getting back into it, you're starting it. Yep. And yeah. we're going to be talking a lot more about this and hopefully bringing on some people as well to talk about with us. The only thing that I'm going to say, and I'm going to plug it now, Ooh, is the seasonings that you want to try with barbecue <clears throat> in general. Meat church. Meat church barbecue. Now, if my wife's friends listen to this, they're going to make fun of me so much because they were over at my house this past summer, not this past summer, COVID, uh, the previous summer, and every year they do a boat day where they all of her friends from college they come up they rent a boat they go out to sit in the sun and get sunburnt and take a bunch of cute selfies for their social medias <laughs> and i'm not sure what else they do but last time they were up they were downstairs in our basement talking doing their you know girl thing and i was sitting upstairs watching tv i was on youtube and I'm watching, you know, barbecue videos. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. So I'm watching a, a video by Matt Pittman, Meat Church. He's the, the founder, owner, creator of, of Meat Church. And I'm watching it, and they come up, and they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, Meat Church. And so <laughs> they're all just from then on, they're making fun of me. They Every time they see me, they say, how's your meat church or whatever? You know, they're just making fun of me. Haters is what they are. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. But, you know, meat church has got some great stuff out there. Um, I love the way they market. I love everything about them. I haven't tried their seasonings yet. Oh, you're about to. Or we're about to end. You're you, about to. You got the chili seasoning, right? The Texas chili seasoning yep. as well. Yeah. Uh, last pot of chili I made, I used their Texas chili seasoning. It was really good. Um, I can't really describe it. I mean, it was chili. Um, I'm going to follow their recipe for some Texas chili. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't do beans no. in Texas chili. I'm usually a bean guy. Yeah. And that's, and you know, what's funny is I, I found out recently that um, if you had beans in your chili especially more beans and meat it usually meant the more poor you were because back in the day beans made up for the meat meat's expensive i'm like well we had tons of beans when we were kids and you know to me beans belong in chili nowadays that's not necessarily what it was but back in the day that the more beans it was it meant you know the less quality it was i thought so, you were going to say the more beans the smellier you were well hey man <laughs> but 
love chili, love barbecue. Love Meat Church. Check out Meat Church, Matt Pittman. All right. We are on to our last segment, the 6-5. Six, 6-5. Five, six, five. Six, five segment, where we talk a little bit about our faith. We talk a little bit about Jesus. This is our Jesus time. And so, actually, you know, this is the first time I'm going to be doing it. Um, you did it last week, and it was awesome. And I decided to kind of share what my how I came about this whole 6-5 thing, what inspired me to do this. And I want to start with a, a, a verse, a very popular verse we all know, and it's Proverbs 3, 5-6. And here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So we all kind of, we've all heard that verse, whether you're in church or not. You've probably heard this verse before, but the thing that inspired me to do this whole manly thing was Tony Evans. Do you, have you ever heard of Tony Evans before? Yeah. One of uh, our friends in our small group, uh, Michael, he is a big Tony Evans fan. I am a massive Tony Evans fan. Um, I listen to his sermons a lot. In fact, a lot of times when I'm going to preach on something, I'll see if Tony Evans preached on it because the guy is awesome. But not that long ago, he did a, a series, he did a book study, and he even did a movie called Kingdom Men Rising. And the movie was amazing. Our church went, some of the guys' ministry went. Um, it's focused all on what the world sees as manly. You know, they had Tony Dungy on there. They had John Kitna, all these guys, and saying, you know, this is what the world sees as manly, but what we see is what manly is following Christ. And so this is where it all came about. Tony Evans does a great job, and I kind of took from him a little bit. Um, but what he says, when it comes to a kingdom man, the first thing to be a kingdom man is to be uh, submissive, not submissive, to, to submit. And the idea of submitting doesn't seem manly, right? A lot of times as men, we, we do our thing, like we own it, it's ours, you know. But he says to be a kingdom man is to submit. And uh, not just to submit, but to submit to God. And the reason why he says, you know, we submit to God is out of a fear of God. Now, that, that phrase of, I fear God, is a, a very normal phrase. And a lot of people, even growing up, I'm like, I'm supposed to be afraid of God? No, it's not that, you know, you're afraid of him, God. To be fear God means that you're taking him seriously. You're not taking God casually. That, you know, this guy who created everything... And who's never lied, who's always been there, you should take him seriously and you should take his truths and his promises seriously, not casually. But I want to talk about the submission thing. Because what does that mean in our lives as men? Well, as I said, a lot of times we want to control things as men when it comes to our families, when it comes to our jobs, uh, when it comes to our finances, especially, we want to control those things. But what God is asking us to do and is wanting us to do is to submit those things. Ultimately, to surrender those things, not only our things as he wants to surrender, but also our choices. See, God wants to be involved at the beginning of the conversation. He wants to be involved at the beginning of the decision making and not a afterthought. One thing I tell the teens all the time, I say, you know, with this whole walk with Christ thing, uh, it's called a walk because ultimately we are wanting to get more and more like Christ. That's the goal, right? Um, and the idea is that you're moving towards Christ. I said, you know, and there's going to be days that we step back. There's going to be days that we step aside. But ultimately, we want to keep looking towards him. And the best way we can do that, I told him, I said, I started this a while back. Is At the end of the day, I asked myself, how did I surrender my life to God today? What are ways that I didn't? What are things that I held back a little bit on? What are some things that I did that I could get better on? Because every day I can improve. I never want to feel 
that I've made it, right? Because that's a hard thing to do. You know, Jesus is the ultimate standard, perfect sacrifice, blameless. Never going to be there, but I want to get closer. And it all comes from this idea of surrender. And every day uh, thinking, how can I become more surrendered to God? The thing is, and when we do surrender those things to God, man, great things can happen. Because there's a lot of times in my life where I'd hold back on things because I'd think like, no, this is it's too scary to let go of this. Even finances. But man, I was like, when I let go of that, man, some awesome stuff happens. Some great blessings happen. But the thing is, to be a kingdom man, it all starts with submitting to God, taking him seriously and not casually. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. As guys, we are problem solvers. We want to fix it ourselves. And it says, in all, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. A lot of times we fight to make things great. It says, man, if you just submit everything in all ways, he will make it straight out of that faith. That's a good word there, Andrew Ross. Thanks, man. You know, I would have to, you know, one thing I concur, obviously, um, it's the word of God. That's what it says. That's, that's how we should live, what we should be doing. But, you know, if you and I are being real with each other, it's not easy to do. No. It's it's so many things in life. It's simple. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's telling you right there. What do you do? You submit in all things to God. It's simple, but it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do, man. It's got to be a conscious thought yeah. that we have. It doesn't just happen by accident. Right. At least not first. Uh, you know, maybe we develop habits and mm-hmm. the closer we grow to him, it does become easier. But that's a that's a tough thing. It's it's a tough thing to really do. We want control. I want control. Mm-hmm. I know I do. <laughs> I know I do. Well, like I said, like I'm a youth pastor, so I try to make everything super simple for them. And so I always say, Man, when you're about to make a decision, just ask. Is this going to glorify God? And if it's not, don't do it. Although that's a lot still even easier said than done. We all know that, you know, things are, you know, temptations come up or, you know, you see that thing you want to buy and you're like, I'm just going to get it. Um, But that idea of like a Weber kettle, like a, I'm not, no, I'm not throwing shade at you, man. I'm not throwing shade, (laughs) but you're right. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's the idea of us um, humbling ourselves and, Again, that's a really easy thing to say, but when you're actually thinking of it, you know, Christ gave everything, Mm -hmm. everything. And you think of the good Samaritan, when he saw the man, that love went into action. He gave everything. He he may have had important things to do, but he stopped and did everything. And, And Jesus said, this is what we are supposed to do. I gave everything, and you're supposed to love that way too. And that's like that humbleness is like the hardest thing to wrap our minds around. That we're supposed to put other people first. Yeah, that's a real tough thing to think about. It's a, you know, especially in the world we live in today, you know, what do they, what do people tell you? Tell you, get yours. Yeah. Uh, you know, put, you got to do for you first, you know, look out, look out for number one. Um, but that's, that's a, that's a road to, to negativity. Yeah, it is, man. But that is our 6-5 podcast. We hope that um, you know, it spoke to you in, in any way. Um, and just know that, hey, you know, we're praying for all of our listeners. We love you guys. And 
we're just glad that we have people that listen to this podcast in all honesty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone who listens, appreciate you. Um, <laughs> don't hesitate to uh, check us out on Facebook uh, or Instagram, and you can share that out. Uh, we'd like to get as many people listening to this as we can. Um, just try and put out something positive. I know last time we talked about fill yourself with things that are positive. This is something that we enjoy doing. It's fun for us. Hopefully it's fun to listen to and, you know, get, get some little gems at the end to, uh, to get your week going and, and uh, jumpstart a little bit here and there. And that's all we can hope for. There we go. So, hey, yeah. So get on our Instagram, get on our Facebook, like it, and let us know best barbecue you've had. Let us know some good seasonings that you like to use because, you know, barbecue, it's a great community just to share things. Um, share with us your best recipes as well. And real quick before we go, this weekend's a big weekend. Is it going to be, quick answers only, we're not going to get into this discussion, Chiefs or Tampa Bay? Quick answer, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I'm with you on that one, man. That is all the time we have here. We thank you for listening to the Manly Things podcast. And you guys take care. And remember, stay, stay manly. manly.